0: I was the Director of Education for color up Therapeutics, I was recently promoted, and when asked what my title should be, I said, is it possible to have it as a skincare magician and CBD enthusiast, mm-hmm. and so, um, that being said, we ended up agreeing on Vice President of Sales and Education, so. <laughs> I lost that one, but... Keep, stay tuned. Um, I am a licensed esthetician. I've been a licensed esthetician for over 12 years. I like to think I was actually born this way. I can't help it. I uh, dream about skin at night. And so it was natural that when CBD came to the market as an ingredient for skincare, care, uh, that made sense and went along with also my formulation certificate. Um, so that is my history here. Next, I want to introduce Dr. Janelle Kim. She is the founder and lead formulator for JBK Wellness Labs. With over 15 years in the beauty and personal care industry, she has formulated some of the first all natural luxury formulations that you may have seen in the Ritz-Carlton, the Four Seasons, the Mandarin Oriental. Um, She began formulating with CBD in 2012, which we know in this industry was light years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Making JBK Wellness Labs a pioneer of using CBD in finished skincare products, she's completed extensive training in East Asia under some of the most respected doctors and herbologists in the field of Oriental medicine. She is also the custodian of her family's secret recipes. Doctor Kim. <laughs> Next, we have Alex. Alex comes to the uh, panel with experience in cultivation as well as in extraction. He. Uh, is the founder and CEO of Uncanny Wellness. His products are sold nationally in Lucky's markets, one of the only full-spectrum water-soluble CBD powders on the market. He has formulated many products, from capsules to herbal drink blends, to coffee add-ons, and so on. Thank you, Adam, or Alex, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Next we have Rena. Rena Greenberg is the CEO and Hay House author. Um, She is from Rena's Organics. She has success in helping people to lose weight and quit smoking and has been featured in 150 plus news stories, including USA Today, Women's World Magazine, The Doctor Show, CNN, Fox TV, Good Morning America, ABC TV, Nightline, including her own show on PBS. Rena's wellness program has been help, has helped over 200,000 people and has been uh, reviewed and sponsored by 75 hospitals and over 100 major corporations, including Disney World and AT&T, since 1990. A Hay House and McGraw Hill author, Rena is the creator of Rena's Organics, a line of medical-grade, high-potency CBD products, featuring the unique CBD super cider. An herbal full spectrum CBD elixir to promote balance, radiant energy, weight loss, and optimal health. Then we have Kayla Fioravanti. Yes, that was a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla has over 20 years' experience formulating natural personal care products for hundreds of companies worldwide. She has a private labeled for brands sold in Costco, Target, the Home Shopping Network, Whole Foods, and Sephora, just to name a few. Her custom formulations have been sold internationally and domestically. Today, she uses her extensive training solely in the hemp industry to help expand possibilities of hemp CBD applications in personal care and edibles. She is applying her research-driven approach along with decades as an educator and formulator to the hemp industry. I think if we added up all of our experience at this table, we're at over 100 years of experience. So today our panel discussion, it's a good one, we need a drum roll, it's okay, I got this. Um, as with THC and THC CBD based products, CBD can be consumed in a variety of ways. And with each product, whether an oil or water based tincture, lotion, edible or vape, come specific formulations. Those taking CBD medicinally have found the specific dosage and route of administration that works best for them in treating certain considerations. Differences in dosage as well as the products is ingested greatly affect how it's broken down in the body and thus its ability to alleviate certain symptoms. This panel includes specialists who took on the challenge of creating different CBD formulation in a now vast market and will share their learning and recommendation from this process. Long story short, we're gonna tell you what challenges we've seen and how we've overcome them as well as um, things that have worked for us. So our first question. Our first question is gonna be directed to Dr. Kim. In the wild west of CBD infused products, how should one maintain current good manufacturing practices when faced with the challenges often present in the CBD industry, including the association of snake oil claims, inconsistencies in testing, uh, limited research, packaging, etc. Got it. There's
1: a lot of points to that. (laughs) Usually I don't need a mic, but I'll use it anyways. I'll blow you all away. Okay. Good. There's a lot of points that can be covered in this question, but I suppose I'll start here. You know, it is very exciting to me. My background, obviously I'm a doctor of traditional oriental medicine, Chinese medicine, but obviously my lineage, or ultimately my lineage is Korean, which is why I like to say oriental medicine, because it covers the whole spectrum. Um, So I am always excited, remember, and what I'll speak on actually right after this panel, is CBD comes from hemp, which is one of the 50 fundamental herbs of Chinese medicine. So to me, this is like, Of course I understand this herb. But obviously as we're seeing this industry is booming right now and it's coming very fast and very strong. And there's so many positive things that come with that. Very much so. But there's also some important things that we have to watch that could, you know, are important to be aware of and educate ourselves. That's a nice positive way of saying it, right? And so I love this understanding of the Wild West because that is what it could feel like. (laughs) So as a lab, for example, JBK Wellness Lab is my lab. Um, but there are other labs out there. The most important thing to look for as a consumer or as someone looking to make and manufacture a brand, such as the clients who come to us, for example. It's so important to make sure that the lab that you're going to is properly registered and licensed. Registered and licensed with CGMP, which is Current Good Manufacturing Practices, right? And also registered with the FDA when you start to manufacture different dietary supplements. So why is this so important? Ultimately you'll hear sometimes oh that's great they're registered well it shouldn't be like that there's a reason for it It's the law of the land and the reason for that is to protect the consumers Is to protect the people who put their heart and soul into making these brands who truly truly care and aren't just jumping on the bandwagon Because that's just the truth that happens in its life But and we can't avoid that or stop that but if we educate ourselves properly and understand what to look for then we're safe, right? And so what do I mean by current good CGMP, you'll often hear? It's important to look for that. And uh, this this guideline, these guidelines, this pamphlet, this book is is very long. So I certainly am not gonna bore you with all of those points today. But for example, one of the important ones is how ingredients even come into the lab to make whatever product you have. You know, every single ingredient that is in whatever product you're looking for, skincare, dietary supplement, imagine these ingredients come into your lab and they're quarantined. And then each ingredient, no matter how important, or no matter how, well every ingredient to me is important, but you know on the Mm -hmm. spectrum of maybe the most expensive or not, it does not matter. Every single ingredient has to be identified properly. For example, that's how much heart starts from the second it gets in there. And don't even get me started on what happens even before it reaches the lab, right? That's our next conversation. (laughs) But for example, that's what it takes. Such detail goes into making sure that that product is safe and effective ultimately, right? And then um, moving on from there, one thing I heard you say, Ella, was testing. Um, testing is a very interesting, interesting factor in this industry right now. There are definitely standardized tests that, that, that are available. And as a lab, when we go to these testing facilities and we make products, when you are very educated as a lab and aware of the ingredients of CBD in and of itself, you know what to look for and you know how to go about it correctly. What I mean by that is when a product is tested, Right now, there's standardized tests for a simple formulation, for example, CBD with MCT oil. But now let's say we, we change that formula a little bit, uh, make something different, which is what we do. And you start to create a formula with glycerin in it. Now all of a sudden, those testing facilities do not necessarily have that standardized testing available because it's a more difficult matrix right? So difficult matrices basically, now there's no testing, standardized testing available. Well, when you're with a lab who doesn't know how to look for that properly, what will happen is sometimes you won't have in your product what you're expecting and that can very well be put on the market right now. But labs who are registered who follow these laws, these rules, these guidelines, ultimately they'll make sure that if the test comes out and it's under what it says it is, for example, the percentage, let's say, they'll make sure that they put into that formula what is supposed to be there. And that's a very important part of understanding what it is that you're putting into your body. And so um, I don't want to take too much more time, but to me those are two very important parts. And ultimately the, the takeaway here is to just empower yourself and become more aware and educate yourself as the consumer, as the person behind the brand, especially as the manufacturer, to know what it is that you're creating, what it is that you're putting into your body. So mm-hmm. answered. amazing, all right.
2: Just to add on to that, um, I've been on the legislation side of um, cosmetics and um, since 2007 there's been multiple different um, bills that have been written that haven't been passed. But it is imminent that next year the cosmetic bill will pass um, and it will change everything she's talking about as from being voluntary to mandatory. So um, currently you, you can register your facility, um, but when that law changes it will become mandatory and that will change kind of the way business is done um, and it'll definitely get the FDA far more involved in our businesses. So getting in the practice today of making sure you have that sort of thing in, in play um, now will help you when the law passes. Thank
0: Thank you so much. Kayla, um, I didn't expand on that, but she has quite extensive experience in labeling uh, requirements in the cosmetic industry and so this next question is directed at her again kind of touching on the wild west part of this is some of the marketing terms or the labeling terms that we've seen on on the influx of CBD products i felt that this question was important and that is um, Kayla what's in it yeah. what are some of the fda labeling requirements and how should cannabidiol or full spectrum hemp extract be properly acknowledged yeah. and then secondary to that question um, if time allows, (laughs) if a product is full spectrum minus THC, should it be classified as full spectrum or should each cannabinoid be included in the ingredient deck and why or why not?
2: Okay, no let's pressure. see if I can remember all that. <laughs> okay, so um, all topical products fall under the FDA as a cosmetic because the, cos- um, the FDA regulates all cosmetics and it requires that on the label you list the international nomenclature of cosmetic ingredients, which for short is inky. So every single ingredient has an inky name. Now when it's a plant, it's the Latin name of the product. So that is what's required to be on the label um, is the fact that you know your your Latin source of it. Now anything else that you add that's where you have to be careful that you don't add too much and you start looking like a drug Um, you start kind of looking like a drug panel or something like that because then that puts you into the drug category which is a highly regulated industry um, with pre-market testing mandatory all kinds of mandatory um, things before and after the product comes out on the market so um, so sometimes if you are listing too much information on there other than the Latin name you're starting to look like a drug. Um, So the most important part is writing your Latin name and then from there um, you could add that it's from industrial hemp so that you're clarifying that it's falling within the the law of what you're allowed to use, um, and then you you may be putting CBD or something like that on there, but you wouldn't get into all of the cannabinoids that are in that product. Um, one, it would become about the longest ingredient list on the face of earth. Um, um, but the other is is that you'd start to look like a drug, and anything that really tips you over to that side is is trouble. So, and the other really key thing about ingredient lists is that it. It has to be in descending order so you can't list CBD as the very first ingredient because you want it there um, and you think it looks good um, it has to be where it falls in the ingredient list and so if you were starting with it in um, fractionated coconut oil that would fall first and then and then that would fo- um, follow behind it um, I've seen bath bombs on the market with hemp CBD listed as the very first ingredient which is physically impossible and would it be about the most expensive bath bomb on the face of the earth <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> thank you so much yeah. um, there was a contribution with that second part of that question when we were talking about full spectrum minus THC would it yeah. still be listed as full spectrum and I think you had a contribution yeah. there.
3: Um, so when I first started making products back in the beginning of 2016 I refer to uh, what I was making as full spectrum hemp extract because it mostly was except for the THC that we did take out. Um, broad spectrum wasn't really a phrase that was being used back then, but as the industry has matured, people have kind of been narrowing down what to call this stuff. Um, so now I have switched from full spectrum to broad spectrum. It's uh, you know helps distinguish it from something with THC, but it's still not an isolate, so it kind of hits that middle ground. Uh, It's kind of like, you know, if you had a three-quarters full tank of gas, it's not full, and three-quarters full hemp extract doesn't really sound too good, so (laughs) broad uh, seems to be more accurate, you know, full being just an absolute word, and I think anytime you're formulating, it's always best to be as accurate and honest on your label as possible.
0: Thank you. Alex, this next question then is for you. Um, education, which is one of the, my favorite parts of being in this industry. Um, what do you find most important in educating your target market, meaning the people who are going to be selling your products, and then also by that your consumers on CBD specifically? Uh, what are some misconceptions or where is the greatest opportunity to set the record straight?
3: So some of the key factors for educating people um, one you have to make sure their expectations are realistic you know there's a lot of misinformation and hype floating around out there so if somebody thinks that they're gonna take one capsule and it's gonna be the silver bullet that takes all the problems away it's probably not so it's good to educate them on how dosing works on how it's variable from person to person on how the way you take it, the way you consume it, deliver it to your body does affect how it is gonna work inside of you, Um, you know, what you eat, how hydrated you are, your internal biochemistry all relates to how it actually works. So, just letting people know that there is variability and to be able to play with it and feel comfortable that they're not gonna take 40 milligrams then oh they took 60 and now they're going to overdose no it's like a a very gentle compound and making sure people feel safe to find that sweet spot for themselves is important um other important things to educate on are just the different forms that are available you know someone might hear of cbd vapes but they're like oh i can't take cbd because i don't want to vape but no there's plenty of other ways to take it as well and it really depends on what's going to fit best into their routine so that they actually take it and start seeing the benefits. Um, I'd say a big misconception that was yeah a misconception would be that you know everyone hears of CBD oil and it's not all the same. Um, You know taking a CBD isolate is different than taking a full-spectrum extract, than a broad-spectrum extract, than swallowing an oil capsule versus holding oil under your tongue. Um, So really Getting that point across and giving people the information they need to make the best decision is uh, really important.
0: Thank you. I think you touched on something important too. it's <coughs> the in, the intention of product and intention of product formulation? As an esthetician, I'm involved in a lot of Facebook groups, and there was one a group in particular where this girl was saying, "I don't believe in CBD because I took my full spectrum sublingual oil and I put it on my face and I didn't see anything." <laughs> I was like, "Oh." Well, that explains a lot, but I'll, I'll private message you. Um, but with that and, and ingredient pairings, this question is for Rena. What goes with what? Um, this is important for efficacy as well as intention. How did you select ingredient pairings in your formulations? Additionally, how do you decide what milligram content is appropriate for your desired effect or outcome? It's another good question.
4: Okay, thank you, Ella. Great question. So the population I work with is people come to me, f- for the last few decades for weight loss and also for addiction. So whether people are trying to break free from sugar addiction, nicotine, alcohol, or any kind of stimulants. So CBD, there's been research that shows that CBD in and of itself can help with weight loss and can help with addiction, but I was looking to pair it with herbs that would actually help increase that efficacy. So I was specifically looking for herbs with actions to promote healthier digestion, elimination, healthier assimilation to balance the blood sugar, to reduce appetite, to increase metabolism. So I did quite a bit of research, and you know, CBD is the strongest phytocannabinoid, plant cannabinoid, because the body also makes its own endogenous cannabinoids. But there are other very powerful phytocannabinoids that work well with the CBD. So for example, helichrysum is not a well-known herb, but it's a wonderful, powerful cannabinoid that helps boost mood. And anxiety and depression are such strong factors, not just with people struggling with addiction, but really for the whole population. So that's a really good herb that I paired. Black pepper helps to break down the fat cells and also helps reduce inflammation because pain is such a strong underlying factor for people with issues with weight and addiction. Cinnamon is a cannabinoid herb and it helps balance the blood sugar And nutmeg, I found, had a really interesting action because what nutmeg does is it helps block the enzymes that break down the cannabinoids in the body. So if you're going to pair an herb with CBD, nutmeg is a great one because you're just gonna have more cannabinoids in the system. I also use turmeric because turmeric is a strong cannabinoid herb and it also is a a great anti-inflammatory and it's been used for centuries in the in Asia for increasing longevity. Echinacea is a powerful one to you know, boost the immune system. And then the final herb I found really powerful is cacao. And cacao, of course, we know boosts serotonin and energy. And uh, it's, it also helps the heart. And it is a strong antioxidant. It's actually 20 times stronger than even blueberries. It was incredible to find out. So, these are some of the herbs that I paired in my formula, because of the specific actions that I was looking for. It's also, I'm talking about a liquid herbal concentrate. Two of the other superfoods that I found incredibly—they uh, work really well with the CBD—is organic apple cider vinegar, and that's because it alkalizes, it cleanses, boosts the metabolism, reduces appetite but also really helps with the digestion and the assimilation. So it helps your body to absorb the CBD and the other herbs. And finally, a lot of people don't like the taste of organic apple cider vinegar, so I paired that with pure cherry concentrate. And I don't mean, you know, natural flavor, but the pure cherry from the trees in Washington State, and that just increases, first of all, improves the taste a lot, and also increases the polyphenols, it's great for your heart, and uh, boosts Energy. So, those are some of the pairings that I found not only to help with weight loss, but just with mental clarity, energy, just optimal health in general for just an everyday kind of tonic. Thank you. So yeah. Thank yeah.
3: you. Yeah. So, um, you know, generally, the plant kingdom is filled with incredibly, incredibly medicinal compounds. And so, there's so much potential for unique formulations and synergy between CBD. Cannabis extracts and these other plants. So, if you're out there and you're formulating, you're thinking about what to put together, there's really no reason to not make a kick ass product. Like, you don't need to be loading things with sugar, you don't need to be using, you know, animal products. You could really just be pulling from this world of plants and mushrooms that have all these compounds that we're just starting to unlock, and they're going to work together beautifully, and um, you're going to be helping the consumer at the end of the day.
1: Here's the exactly. kick ass products, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. do- okay, oh, go to. ahead. Yes, please. Have, how can I not add this once you understand what it is? Um, so I love hearing this because one of my missions in this life is to make sure that I'm able to do my very best to share what Eastern medicine is, which is one of our oldest medical systems that's existed for 4,000 plus years. 4,000. Mm. For those in the 4,000. <laughs> 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 so what this is called in Eastern medicine, as we hear Rina and Alex speak of, there's a, literally a term for this. We could be here all day, but I'll cut it short. It's called dui yao. And in Chinese, that means pairing of herbs. Okay? And so I, I often speak on proper formulation. Um, but ultimately, it's very important to understand herbal ingredients. And oftentimes, just like we speak of synergy within, in CBD topic, synergy also very much works in in herbal formulas. So to know correctly each uh, specific herbal ingredients or ingredients and then knowing how to pair them to make an even greater benefit right or making them more bioavailable that is ultimately what we specialize in and what has been you heard the mysterious my secret family formulas (laughs) and passed down for (laughs) generations Well, it's true and it sounds very mysterious but the truth is they've existed for so long for one reason because they work right yeah doesn't really matter what else i say they just work and they work because those ingredients are so special on their own, but when you know how to combine them with other things properly, then you just have an outcome that you can't even imagine, right, and is balanced for your body. So, like I said, that's, that's at 245, so.
2: I, I just wanted to have one more thing that you said. <laughs> yes. you, you mentioned in the room, the yes. place that hemp has in Chinese yes. medicine, if you could tell that's the.
1: Exactly right. So literally that's what I'm talking about mm-hmm. at 245. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't take too much you're fine. time yeah, you're but we must understand that you know this that's what I kind of started with my mm-hmm. first question how interesting and I love that is coming on so strong, the CBD industry. And you know, I I will share uh, next also, but I'll I'll never forget getting this um, question from a pretty big magazine. And one of the the interviewer said to me, you know, Janelle, I just came from a big trade show or expo. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I spoke to, one of the main challenges was how uncertain people are, how uncertain even those people were of CBD. Mm -hmm. Not so much of its effects or, you know, uh, that it's not safe or anything, but because it's an unknown. And I stopped for a second and then i just answered (laughs) you've gotten to know me well enough that's what i do and i said you know i'm not uncertain about it at all i'm actually incredibly certain of it (laughs) because it's one of our fifty fundamental herbs of eastern medicine you know in traditional Oriental medicine in chinese medicine hemp as one of the fifty fundamental herbs this happened in twenty seven hundred bc okay so it's not like some big, like, what is this, what is this? But I love that it's um, where we're we're progressing so much. You know, I literally am a walking example of East and West. My father is Korean, my mother is American, Mm. you know, Mm. so I, I love both and I think that's exactly what empowers us as human beings to understand our condition and be the healthiest and most beautiful possible. But we have to understand and know where things come from. And then you're empowered, you said that too, Alex, and I love, that's my favorite word. You are empowered to know why something works, so. Not to go into too much detail and take time away from these amazing uh, peers up here, but um, yes, hemp is a very powerful herb. Um, Has many, like even we're hearing today, uh, you know, it was written 4,000 years ago, some of the effects of it, so so it's not so uncertain. Aren't they
0: passionate? (laughs) I love this panel. Um, Dr. Kim, with that in mind, in your opinion, what makes a proper formulation? (laughs)
1: Truly effective. Okay, so I kind of already just touched on that. So in short, I I often talk about proper formulations and and in fact, I wish to coin this term throughout the world, right? What is a proper formulation? Uh, So ultimately, a proper formulation is one that is balanced for the body. So when we hear of formulation, probably walking to this room, what you uh, first think of is, okay, how do we make a body lotion? How do we make a, a tincture? And that's correct. That's how you formulate. That, and what goes into a formula, right, from a, um, from a chemistry perspective, from a scientific perspective is what ingredients to put into a formula to make it what it is, right? Uh, a uh, Body lotion, a lotion that has an oil and a water phase, right? It can be broken down in that, that way. But to me, when I speak of proper formulation, it goes a step deeper a proper formulation is one that your body can absorb properly that's the most important thing you can have the best ingredient in the entire universe but if your body doesn't accept it what good is it to me there's three points your body has to absorb whatever you're putting in it has to assimilate it, it has to process it has to move throughout your body and third it has to eliminate whatever is not used has to leave your body anything that's stagnant even stagnant water can turn toxic right so if you don't have those three processes ultimately it won't help you and worse it could hurt you and so it's really important again to be aware of what you're putting into your body and that to me is a proper formulation of course the chemistry aspect of it but a little bit deeper does this, does this work with my body? You all have mentioned that, and I really, really respect that and love that. Um, actually, Alex, you just said that d- the knowing what even works for your body type. Is it a cream? Is it an oral supplement? At what point in my life do I need to take which? So on and so forth. So that's important. Amazing,
0: thank you so much. For those of you that don't know, um, Dr. Kim will be presenting in the room next door at
1: 2.45. And
0: also <laughs> Kayla will be, um, at the end, will be presenting at 3.30 in that, in that room. So be, be sure to catch those. On that note, um, on the cusp of what doctor or the heels of what dr. Kim said Alex can you elaborate then on water soluble CBD used in formulations and how you see that incorporated um, in the future because it's kind of new
3: yeah certainly thought process uh, so I will be giving a presentation on water soluble tomorrow just so you all know um, but basically you know bioavailability is the key phrase here and that's uh, more or less how much of any given compound that you deliver to your body are you actually Uh, absorbing, how much is actually available to you. And so the bioavailability for CBD in the stomach or gastrointestinal tract is pretty bad. That's why every single oil-based tincture out there, the instruction is to hold it under your tongue. And then the other forms of common delivery are into your lungs through vaping or through your skin or less common but uh, pretty effective is a suppository. Um, So this issue of not being able to swallow CBD without um, absorbing it all is uh, not unusual. A lot of drugs that enter the market and new plant extracts actually have the same problem. So the whole point of a water-soluble conversion is really just uh, changing the compound uh, doing doing any uh, number of techniques to it so that it becomes more bioavailable to the body. So, like at my company, we only use water soluble because everything I make is meant to be ingested. And it kind of goes back to the first question that was asked me of education. And it's like, you know, you can't just say, all right, put this tincture under your tongue or just drop it into your coffee. It doesn't really work the same way. Um, so that's, that's where water soluble comes in. And going forward in the market, you know, by a show of hands here, who, who regularly uh, uses an herbal tincture? Okay, and who uh, regularly uses a pill, or vitamin, or a powder? Alright, so it sounds like you guys should get on your supplement game a little more, but... um, (laughs) But basically, if CBD is going to be used in pill or powder form, it's going to have to be in some converted uh, form that makes it more bioavailable in the stomach. That's the moral of the story.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Amazing. Um, With that, Rina, what is your opinion on using CBD tinctures in an infused herbal
4: formulation for internal use? Yeah, so using a tincture versus a herbal formulation, that's a great question. Yeah, or both. Because really, again, there's not really any one way to ingest CBD. So what I found with that is that it really kind of depends on what you're looking for. Uh, And every person's unique, but for many people, for sleep, for example, they'll just prefer to take the tincture, just that, the CBD compound. For pain, I have seen personally that using a high potency tincture, for example, a 1500 milligram full spectrum tincture, can be amazing. I've seen so many cases where someone can even avoid taking any kind of pain medication Uh, Granted, if you're in acute pain, you may even need to take up to 250 milligrams, which in 1,500 might be five dropperfuls, where in a normal day, that would probably be too much for many people, most people, I would say, but in acute pain, it's amazing how it can help you to avoid taking pain medication. But on a daily basis, I find just for optimal health and some of the issues I was talking about earlier, like maintaining your weight, just energy, feeling balanced, mood, uh, I find an elixir. A remedy, herbal remedies, with some of the herbs that we've been talking about—you know—combining these herbs can be an amazing uh, part of your daily routine. And a lot of people actually prefer that uh, on a on a daily basis as opposed to taking a tincture. So both can be really valuable. It just depends on the situation, on the per- person's personal preference, and what they're wanting to achieve with their health. Okay. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Kayla, um, with your experience, where do you see the industry heading in terms of standards and regulations? We've kind of touched on that today a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, In the next five years, which is eternity in this industry.
2: Right. Um, I see, um, well definitely, are on the radar of the FDA um, and the more that people make wild claims and medical claims the more will get regulated so what happened with the aromatherapy I've been an aromatherapist have been for 20 years when I first got in the industry the FDA barely even mentioned us on their website and now they have pages of what is aromatherapy, what can be said, and what can't be? Um, well, they won't tell you what you can't say. They'll, they won't tell you what you can say, they'll tell you what you can't say. And you can like sit there in front of them saying, but can I say this? Well, I don't know, put it on your label and then we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I see that um, if we don't start complying with FDA rules, that we are going to become more regulated by them. Um, more companies will get called out for their claims. Um, and what happens with that is that you're, you get a, they come to your place, they, um, you can't, you basically have to comply within 30 days, and that's that can be completely rewriting your entire website, all your marketing material, everything that you have out there has to be changed within 30 days, or you're shut down. So, um, if we're if we continue with people saying you know this cream will cure your pain, then um, that will be we will very much become on their radar and become more and more regulated.
0: Crazy. <laughs> Thank you guys um, so much. I think we'll open it up now if anyone has questions before we um, ask our final question to the panel. Does anyone have questions? Yes. Um, this is a question about skincare. The question is about skincare. I'm just going to say it loud so everyone can hear. <laughs> The question is, what are some of the major benefits in using CBD in a skincare routine or skincare products? Is that right?
2: I think it's one of the most exciting ingredients that's come into the skincare industry in the twenty years I've been here. Um, And um, as an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, just the ability—I'm going to be speaking on this at three thirty as well. So, just the ability for um, it to work topically. Um, applied to direct areas for, so say you have pain in your elbow, you put it there and the topical application is phenomenal because someone feels relief right away. So it'll grow just by word of mouth from people experiencing um, CBD as a topical ingredient.
1: I have a contribution when you're done, Dr. Kim, go ahead. So in herbal medicine, like I said, in Chinese medicine, one of the really amazing parts of hemp as an herbal ingredient is that it contains both, for those of you who know, (laughs) um, yin and yang aspects, right? So to make that real tangible and easily to understand, yin is substance and yang is your your qi. Um, Or another thing to understand this by what I wish to share is hemp as an herbal ingredient, particularly for your skin, but also internally, to really break it down fundamentally or principally, it detoxifies, but it's also nourishing. So that's not always so common to find in a botanical, that it does both, right? And so the fact that it can regulate both yin and yang, both qi and blood, both um, purification and nourishment, is a very important part which is why you can utilize it in skincare, like you named cleansing you know a cleanser of some sort whether it's an exfoliant or even a mask that can break into purifying and nourishing all of these can actually or a moisturizer and that's also where you have you work with your dui yao with your other herbal ingredients basically you can take c- cbd hemp and start to utilize it in a cleanser and it really is very important in purifying. It carries strong purification, detoxification properties. But also, especially when combined with proper uh, other herbal ingredients, it can also be incredibly nourishing. So we can see why that's kind of special, right? So a lot of herbs out there will only do one, detox or will nourish, but this one does both. So from a fundamental.
0: Also, I'd like to add on that as a practicing esthetician, not an anesthetician, we both put people to sleep but in different ways. As a practicing (laughs) esthetician, what we've been taught and what the the industry has navigated that teaching is, oh, we want to anti-age, therefore, we're going to speed up cellular turnover, we're going to throw some retinol in you, we're going to peel you, we're going to make you look real pretty. But what has happened is you look great, but then how much irritation or inflammation are you causing in the skin? Another one is acne, for example, and acne has often been seen as an overproduction of something called sebum, which is our body's natural oil, our natural lubricant for our skin, which also is our acid mantle or our force field. Um, So oh, you have acne, then you must have an overproduction of sebum. So that overproduction of sebum, the answer is we're going to strip it off and then it should be just fine, when the truth is it's an imbalance, it's a miscommunication between acid mantle and sebaceous gland, blah, 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 long story short, there's imbalance. And what do we know about cannabinoids? it returns balance and so the the introduction of cbd or and cbd is a broad term meaning cannabinoids into skincare means an opportunity then to really address cause and not symptom so now we're able to look at how do we really f- not fix but how do we help treat and care for because most people including everyone up here got into this business to care for people how do we really c- care for the problem and not just band-aid a, a a symptom and so for me I'm like pumped I get super excited, I write in my diary every night, dear diary I guess what CBD said today, but <laughs> anecdotally in my practice I have seen a change I have seen a change in my clients skin and so for me I just I just am thrilled about that mm-hmm. okay. any other question on formulations Okay. I just want to pass, I want to thank you guys you're amazing um, I'm so grateful and honored to be on this panel and to help moderate this panel. Is there anything else you wanted to add for this? Last chance.
3: I had one thought. Yeah. Um, so before when um, she was speaking about CGMP practices, so I've built my business so I could run it from my computer. Obviously I don't have my own facility. And when you're either looking to start a brand or you, maybe you're not using a GMP but you want to transition into it, you could use other people like that are totally set up and legit. You don't need to figure it out yourself. So I, I, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah.
4: That's a lot of hard work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have like yeah. to add to that um, that when you're looking for a contract manufacturer, you really it's best to be prepared to do some research. To really find someone who, as Dr. Kim was saying, who really has those certifications that are absolutely necessary, that run it completely professionally, and also that are going to honor your recipe, you know, that you've created this recipe, because I have seen you know, you can go to a contract manufacturer and they just want to take all these shortcuts to make it taste better or, and, you know, that might work, but if your integrity is that you want the highest quality product with no chemicals, no artificial flavorings, no natural flavors, which is a catch-all term for anything, <laughs> then um, do the research and it, it's worth it to find a contract manufacturer that you really, uh, that's really in sync with you and what you're wanting to put out in the world. So, yeah.
0: Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. No. Oh, yes. One more question. Yes. The question is: There a difference using broad spectrum, full spectrum, or isolate using skincare for skincare?
3: So I'm admittedly not as familiar with skincare formulations, but I will say that. The more of the spectrum you can have at any time is always better, for everything.
1: I agree with that, Alex. Um, You know, ultimately, there's different uh, there's different circumstances for using you know the variety of of parts of the plant that we spoke of today. But ultimately, as a whole plant medicine, always that entourage effect, that synergism. There, you know, I think everyone would agree in general. Having the whole plant aspect of CBD, for example, the whole uh, gamut of what it has to offer, all those properties, is always going to be, mm, not always, is going to be very effective. Let's put it that way. Because they all work together to create the greatest effect. So, right? it will uh,
3: be the cheapest, but don't fall for it. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly.
5: Yes. I'm a for the Uh, and you're looking more for the aesthetic side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been some depth research that kind of shows conflicting uh, outcomes with different cannabinoids. So I think it's only fair to point out that, uh, again, you have to ask yourself, like, what are we trying to do in the end? Mm-hmm. Uh, good formulations that you were speaking about, yes. uh, that's part of it, is that, you know, what we want the outcome to be and how can we facilitate that in the best way? And uh, I, I just think it's, it's just only fair to say that in that situation, uh, you have to be wary of some full spectrums, and skincare specifically. We call to that because we don't want something that's going to uh, one, front, one one cannabinoid decreasing semen production, another cannabinoid increasing semen production. Um, then you have conflicting issues, and then you you have a battle for efficacy within your product. That's something I feel like is um, is a formula that we definitely need to avoid. Mm-hmm. The so I just uh, mm-hmm. want to
1: add. No, I that's agree with that. Point. And that's that's a really sorry. good point. That is a good point and that's exactly where I love that you said that. I'll have to remember that when I go next door because that's exactly where proper formulation, and I love that you said that comes into play, because when you understand herbal medicine, ultimately, is what it is, that's where you know how to take an ingredient and balance it with other herbal ingredients to balance that aspect of it. For example, another one I like to, to kind of take us out of CBD for a second, right? Ginseng, for example. Oftentimes, at JBK Wellness Labs, we'll create a sleep formula with ginseng which to a lot of people will be like, why in the world did you put ginseng in my sleep (laughs) formula? It Doesn't make any sense, and they're right. If you don't know what you're doing, you'll stay up all night. But if you know the proper dosages, if you pick the correct, uh, the most, the certain quality of ginseng, if you know how to combine that with other herbal ingredients, all of a sudden you have one of the best sleep formulas you could possibly ever take. So I love that,
2: thank you. And to that point in the aromatherapy world, <laughs> yeah. most people will say it, you gotta have lots of lavender to go to sleep and, and they'll take too much lavender and it keeps them awake. Right. Yeah. So, so you understanding that, that sometimes too much is yes. too much. Less yeah. is more often in, um, in some formulations. And from the aromatherapy also standpoint is people are getting over sensitized, they're they're getting too much um, essential oils and they're becoming sensitized and having allergic reactions that they wouldn't have otherwise had had they just been using things at moderation. So the same is true in the CBD world.